Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, out there in Boston, because we have a Josh Towers uh, in studio. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Thank you. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Um, You know, Josh Applebaum has a sweat right now. Well, it's not really a sweat. Chicago Dodgers, Chicago leads 6-0. Uh, and we got the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. So uh, here you go, betting baseball. His previous <laughs> outing, he shut down the Reds, right? Yeah. And then this next outing gets an extra day of rest because of the doubleheader, the, the rain, the weather. Uh, and he gets rocked 39 pitches just in the uh, top half of that inning. Yeah, it's it's tough to say what really happened. I mean, maybe he just had a bad day. We know how good Clayton's been. Uh just outside of opening day at Colorado, but a Colorado kind of gets everybody, and we've seen him there as well, not having uh, the most success. And then the worst game was seven innings and three runs versus the Padres. So he's been fantastic. If this is just one of those days where he just didn't have it, it is what it is. It's okay. not a big deal. Um, I it, 39 pitches in the first. Now in the minor leagues, pitch, like if we get to like 35-ish with some organizations, then we don't put the pitcher back out. It's just There's really no need to do that. Um, in the major league level, it's slightly different, and Clayton Kershaw knows who he is and all mm-hmm. about himself. So 39 pitches, uncomfortable, four runs, uncomfortable, but they're not out of the game. And so for CK to come out after that point, I'm sure during that conversation that we saw a little bit of on camera, um, something was said that they were just comfortable with. Hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully there's no injuries. Um, but I think that if, if all the right things were said, Clayton probably would have went back out. So maybe just a precautionary thing, I'm hoping. Um, and again, maybe just not his day today. Yeah. Josh, it's great to see you once again. I think of Easton, we're going to have to make this Josh Towers day on Tuesday. So that's <laughs> we, get to, we get to talk baseball here. But I want to give you some credit because last time we talked, you mentioned how the bats for the Dodgers have really kind of gone gone cold here. Then you see May, he's going to be out for the year with uh, yeah. Tommy John. And then that next series, Josh, against Milwaukee, they lost three or four. They won that last one, like, you know, 16 to four, or some crazy uh, number there. But overall, kind of what you mentioned, you know, going, not wanting to lay these big numbers with the Dodgers. It's kind of been a smart play. You see it again today. I took a shot on the Cubs just saying, hey, there was a big move to the Cubs. The Dodgers opened like minus 200. They got down to minus 170. But on the topic of kind of like, you know, chalky plays, big numbers, what's your take on DeGrom in St. Louis tonight? Because you and I also spoke about how DeGrom, you know, he's always a big favorite. You're always laying a big number and out of principle, maybe you go the other way. But what's your take on this spot against St. Louis? He's going up against Oviedo. Uh, This line did move a little bit to the Mets around minus 190-ish up to around minus 200. But would you be more inclined to lay it with with DeGrom here? Or do you think the Cubs or the Cardinals off last night's win Plus 180, is that appetizing? Uh, You know what? The Cardinals have been playing good, for sure. And um, you want to be on teams, Josh, when they're going hot. That's that's for sure. Um, I don't know. Do we have enough on on Oviedo? And it's like uh, every time I bet the Cardinals, they don't do well. Every time I do bet them. So I got a love-hate relationship with this team. I still, you know, feel this is the team to beat in this division. It's hard for me. And I've said this uh, to y'all. I've said it a number of times. I just think that... In, until something different, you know, something changes, it's just, it's for me, it's just always a, a play against Jacob DeGrom. I think the lines are so big. It's no secret they don't score. It's not like it's a little funk. This has been a couple-year thing. We know Jacob's going to be amazing. Um, but it's almost the point where if the Cardinals score two to three runs, they win this game. Uh, that's just the MO of what's been happening. Now you got the firing of Chili Davis and the other hitting coach. You got two new guys 
coming in who were recently hired to the organization. It clearly wasn't Chili Davis's fault, the reason why the Mets aren't hitting and Lindor's not hitting. Uh, there's a lot of things to change when you leave Cleveland and you get to different media towns and pressures of contracts and stuff. So I'm curious to see what happens with the offense now that Chili's gone today because if the guys like them, it's not really a comfortable spot for the players as well. So I, I don't have a reason to to want to lay and can lay any of this juice on Jacob, no matter how good he is, because he's clearly the the Cy Young Award winner. I mean, if, if he stays this consistent, no one's going to be able to get it from him. He's never given us a reason to doubt his consistency as well. So it's hard for me to really back. I mean, it just goes to, like, what are safer plays, first five unders type things. Right. Things like that with Jacob where you know you're going to get – you're going to be in it at least. Uh, so, again, it's really hard for me to back Jacob DeGrom, and it has nothing to do with the best in baseball. It's just the team as a whole. Yeah, he is phenomenal. We're speaking with uh, Josh Towers. He's a former Major League Baseball pitcher, uh, kind enough to join us in studio to give us a breakdown of MLB. Uh, I, I want to pounce on this one, but I think there's a trap here, here gentlemen. Let's go. Uh, San Francisco, Colorado. Colorado's at home. Uh, and the total is seven and a half. <laughs> I mean, am I missing something here? I see uh, Marquez on the bump uh, with Sanchez on the bump uh, for the Giants. Now, the Giants have been surprising folks, though, uh, this year. I mean, good. Uh, yeah, playing decent baseball. But seven and a half is the total in this game in Colorado. I'm looking at the win real quick because I'm saying, did we miss something <laughs> here? That's the only thing that I can think of because you would never have a total that low there. Um is that what it is? All right. Well, then if it's a doubleheader, we got seven innings. I didn't know there was a doubleheader. So that explains it, too. But I, still, seven innings. No, I, I, <laughs> I, mean, no, I hear you. You get seven, in, seven runs and one inning out there. Because, again, I, I, quality starts in baseball are yeah. six innings and three runs or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, to me, in Colorado, the rules should be different. I, I think it should be <laughs> right. like six and four. I mean, I can go out there on certain days and throw seven innings and go five runs, and I actually had a really good game because of that. So, um the, the, you know the first inning is probably going to be heavy juice to the to the yes they'll score. So now the line doesn't make sense. Sanchez has been fantastic. Yeah. And and the Giants have been fantastic. And we know that the Rockies really haven't played very good baseball. The offense isn't there. Um, Marquez is, you know, he's up and down. He gave up four in his last one. I, I still think that you favor the over for sure in that game. Yeah, I mean, Marquez does pitch well in, in Colorado. I do remember that. But I just... You know, even if it is a doubleheader, I mean, you just looked at that total and it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> well, then we got bullpens. And so yeah. Sanchez is a guy that they're still kind of protecting a little bit in San Francisco, five, okay. six inning guy. They're not. And that's nice in this particular game. Um, so we still got to factor in bullpens. Again, the Giants have been really good this year. They're playing to who they are as a team, which is nice. They're playing to who their manager is, which is kind of cool as well. But I hear you. I'm, I'm leaning towards you over in that one. Well, Josh, let me throw another team at you that I, that you turned us on or I turned us against early on, which kind of benefit us is the Yankees. You know, you talked about how uh, kind of like these guys, you know, put them, drop them in the lineup. You're going to fear more Hicks, you know, in the eighth, yeah. you know, a spot than you do in the, like the two or the three. But they're at home tonight uh, against the Houston Astros. And you do have the Yankees playing a little bit better as of late. You know, they won what they, they just swept Detroit, although, you know, not a, a gangbuster there, but. Uh, I think they've won like four of their last five. They're playing a little bit better here. Houston has a better record, and they just took two or three from Tampa. Yet, even with Grinky on the mound, the Yankees open as a slight favorite. Became more of a, of a slight favorite here, around minus 110 to around minus 120. So do you think this is a good price on the Yankees tonight, or would you say, hey, I'll go Grinky and I'll go Houston. I'll take a little plus money in this one. 
It's you know it's crazy because the Yankees start to play slightly better, seven and three in the last ten. And you said that they swept Detroit, but Detroit I think as a team is hitting under two hundred for the season. So you know they're having the biggest struggles of all. Jermon's uh, been good. It took him you know his first two games of the year to settle in and and probably relax and dodge the media and all the other things that are going to come along with why he was out. And he's always been good. So his last two games are good. So we're gonna we're gonna the line's gonna adjust based on the Yankees are playing slightly better. Uh, Domingo German is pitching slightly better, and we're still waiting to see if it's going to be consistent for as long as he's in. Zach Grinke is coming off a game where he didn't throw too well versus Seattle. I think he gave up four. With that said, he also dominated Seattle like a couple starts before that where he gave up zero and eight. So Zach's a rebound guy. This is a game where the New York Yankees are going to have to be very patient. If they're up there free swinging, like you've heard me talk about John Carlos Stanton and, and Hicks and the boys, if they're up there free swinging, then Zach's going to have a field day with this team. If they can make Zach work at all, because Zach's, he's the like epitome of, I'm going to make it look like a strike, but it's probably not going to be a strike. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sit up there and take five or six pitches, <laughs> you're going to find yourself in a good spot. But he's so genius at making it look like a strike for as long as possible that you really don't feel comfortable with that approach. Yeah. They're going to need something similar to that because, again, if they're free swinging on Zach, it's, it'll be a long day. With all of that said, his career numbers versus the Yankees, Grinkies haven't been very good. I think he has a uh, right around a five or slightly above a five for his career. So I think that we're just kind of like hedging and kind of playing the middle here with the mm-hmm. lines. And so whatever you feel, I still, I still think that the Astros should be favored in this game. Um, but I understand the line. Okay. Um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way because I I appreciate you guys, Major League Baseball players. I do. Uh, I respect you guys a lot. Um, What we got? But, okay, (laughs) blister, I get, right? You know, you don't want to mess around with those. But hairline fracture from a pitcher playing a video game? Oh, yeah, you know that's BS. 100%. Listen. Come on, seriously. So I had a buddy, Jay Spurgeon, when I played with the Orioles. Mm-hmm. I Jay came to town. I haven't seen him in a very long time. Right. Calls me to golf on, on Friday. And I've never really said anything in the past, but in, in 2000, he went from A-ball to the big leagues, mm-hmm. which didn't happen back then. Now it happens more because we skipped so many levels. I fell off a trampoline Okay. one night. Uh, we were partying at somebody's house, yeah. a girl's house, and I fell off the trampoline hammered. Okay, I thought I had rolled and, and made the fall nice. I didn't think I got hurt, but that tells you how many drinks I had. I woke up the next morning to get up, and I remember just kind of like screaming. Like I, I didn't – my arm wouldn't move. So I had, a, I had a grade three separation on my shoulder. Okay. Now, in my apartment in Rochester – uh, the door opens up and it's straight stairs to the top, right? There's nothing now. It's just stairs straight to the top. And so as I'm leaving to go to the field, all I can think about is what, like, what lie am I going to honestly say? Like, what did I really do here? And all I can think about was my stairs. It's an easy, I mean, if you see the apartment, you go, okay, I get it. But without seeing the apartment, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you really fell downstairs, dude. So uh, Jay brought it up because he, he got called up a week later where I was having a good season and, and, and he got his promotion and it was the coolest thing in the world for us because it would turn out to be the only time he ever made it to the big leagues, which was fantastic. So super exciting on one end. On the other end, I had to make up an excuse of why I got hurt. So I agree. When I saw um, the video game and the hairline <laughs> fracture, I don't doubt actually that he was playing a video game because I listen to my son from the living room all the time. And when it ain't going well, you'll see my dog go and hide because okay. something's being thrown or something's uh, he's yelling. So 
taking a swing at something with your remote or, or you know, throwing it and it gets caught. I, I don't doubt that maybe there was a video game incident, but there is clearly anger if there was. Yeah. And he caused this. Okay. Like we're talking about Lizardo here yes. from the Oakland A's. I mean, you learn a lot. I'm telling you, you learn a lot. Because yeah. missing time for something um, extremely idiotic like that, I mean, it, it affects him more than anybody. Sure. And so hopefully you learn from something like this. That's yeah, crazy. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I don't get a paper cut here. I want my note cards. I'll have to call out next piece of show. But uh, hey, I want to throw this. Well, let me ask you real quick because I know I, I kind of dodged the Dodgers in the beginning. Do, do you think? I mean, we know they're a good team, and now they're slowly starting to get the lineup back together. So that'll take some time to gel offensively. But do you think it's like it's just too much? expectations on them to where they're like over relaxed because oh we know how good we are offensively like do you think it's too much it could be i mean you know liking it to the nfl and pritch will know this you know yeah. super bowl hangover this is a team mm -hmm. that with the dodgers every year they get close closer closer mm -hmm. they lose in the big game so think of it you finally get your win a lot of these players that's what they've been waiting for forever with the dodgers you break yeah. that you know it wasn't, wasn't a red sox curse but what was it 30 something years there so maybe maybe that sort of thing then you're getting injuries playing in uh, you know coming into play so I think that's definitely something to it. Maybe, uh, maybe when they get healthier, I don't think this is the Dodgers team we expect. You, you, you need no. Bellinger back, and if they still stink when Bellinger comes back, then maybe you have some issues here. Um, but Josh, I just yeah. want to ask you real quick. I know we're up against it. Uh, what's your take on the Minnesota Twins today? They're at home against Texas. They had a six-five win last night. Seen big steam toward J.A. Happ here. Uh, Twins open around minus one forty. They're up to around minus one sixty. You'd have some uh, system matches here for me non-division favorite with at least 10 cents of steam in their favor it's about 70 percent this year but what do you think would you lay with minnesota here or do you think the rangers are are uh, a little little juicy here with a plus 150 payout yeah i liked them last night i liked the twins last night a lot and then to see them almost blow that lead they blew the run line the bullpen gave it up again and so it's like on one hand you had a great start from Ayeda, and then you start to like feel comfortable and then all of a sudden, here comes the bullpen, and then they go south and you almost blow the game. So I don't even know if they're comfortable yet coming off that win or if they're still like, uh, here, you know, and having those kind of thoughts in their brain. With that said, I'll make it simple for you guys. If you, if you want to bet the Twins mm -hmm. and win this game, just let me go bet on Kyle Gibson. Because if I bet on Kyle, he'll lose 100%. So we could just make that simple. Okay. <laughs> We could do that. We could do that. Absolutely. Uh, as this game has gone over, Chicago and the Dodgers are in yep. that doubleheader. It's gone over already uh, as they got to Kershaw. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, about a minute left, uh, about minor league baseball returning. You think that's going to alter major league baseball? It's going to help it tremendously. Okay. I mean, right now we got all these guys at, at an alternate site with very limited people. We don't know what's going on, so then you bring some of your prospects who you know aren't ready for the big leagues, but you have them there anyways to get work. You're, you're selecting from a very minimal amount of players, and it doesn't mean that they're, they're earning it anymore. They may mm -hmm. not be even ready, but you're forced, and then you have guys in the big leagues who technically are better than those players, and even though they're struggling, do I want to swap them out? Having minor league baseball back today is going to make it an earned process again, and we're going to see hitters get better at the big league level. We're going to see the pitching have to do a better job because I think by default they're winning this right now. Um, and you're going to see players come up who deserve to be up. Okay. And we won't hold on to guys who shouldn't be there right now. We'll send them back down and let them work out some of their, some of their issues or right. whatnot. Okay. So it's going to help a lot, I feel. Yeah. I'm totally with it. Real quick before we got here, Josh, anything on McClanahan, lefty for Tampa? This guy's 100 miles an hour, cuts against righties. He looks like a stud. <laughs> Throw it in the bottom of the zone and you'll be very successful. I know that. <laughs> Man, do you think we'll ever find out what happened to Lizardo? I'm curious now. <laughs>
Caroline Fraction. I mean, we can shoot some text, but no. Yeah, I'm telling you, he threw the remote and he got caught or something. Okay, okay. (laughs) Thanks again for coming in. For sure. Absolutely. Josh Towers always fantastic when he's in studio. Coming up next, uh, we return to the National Football League with some more player props. This time, the wide receivers is coming up next. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. All right. Welcome back to the program. Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, and we are presented by BetMGM. Um, Josh, it is 7-0 now. Uh, shutout time here in Chicago on top of the Dodgers uh, in that baseball game. Five and a half it was a total uh, and Chicago was plus 160 out here, I believe. Would you have uh, Chicago or out there in Boston? Yeah, same sort of line here, Pitch. Okay. When I jumped on, I think they're on plus 172, but big number there moving toward uh, the Cubbies. And again, that's something that jumps out to me. Anytime, you know, we joke about steam and we got the promo and I love it, but really it's yeah. baseball, 10 cents or more. That's what really piques my interest. When you get to 20 cents or more, something higher than that, remember Dodgers were minus 200 favorite with Kershaw on the mound. Mm-hmm. They were getting the majority of the bets, yet they fell all the way to minus 175. So those big numbers that jump out to you, uh, again, to me, it's that, that was either a Cubs or no play. Uh, obviously uh, you're looking good here if you bet the Cubs, but just if you're betting baseball, look for those really big line moves because we do have a couple today that jump out to you and it tells you, hey, it's not just you know public money hitting this number. It's probably respected money because only you know big wise guy money moves the number 25 cents in a baseball game. Yeah, teachable moment too because I think uh, we were talking to Josh Towers, Kershaw, his previous outing to this one. Um, he crushed uh, Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, their bats were hot. Uh, so I think the casual better would probably be looking at that Kershaw on the bump against Chicago and uh, okay, maybe an extra day because of the double header, uh, but it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> not, not as an out here, yeah. Pritchard's hanging on here, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting for it to go final. But here's the other thing. I love looking at splits in baseball, a very simple thing. If you want to bet on baseball, lefties and righties, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of these pitchers are righties, but look at how these teams do against lefties. You'll find a couple teams that do very well against lefties, whether, you know, their whole lineup is right-handed, or switch hitters or whatever you got going on here. That was the cherry on top for me with the Cubs. The Cubs are six and one against lefties this year. They're only six and 15 against righties. So if you can add in all these elements, like the market will tell you based on the line movement, where the, where uh, kind of the respective money is going. But if you can layer on more things, like again, a lefty edge, you're going to notice these teams, the White Sox are another one, the Oakland A's. There are certain teams that do well against lefties. That's a nice edge. If you can put that in your back pocket when you bet a uh, better game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, rookie uh, wide receiver over under props. Uh, Uh, Here we go. Uh, Jamar Chase, 1,099 and a half yards, uh, minus 110 over under uh, seven and a half touchdowns. Kind of generous right there for the number one guy out there in Cincinnati. Uh, Minus 105 for touchdowns uh, to the over. Uh, Minus 115 to the under. Kyle Pitts, 874 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Waddle, 724. Anything attractive to you here, uh, Josh? 
Yeah, now that I look more into a pitch here, that that chase under seven and a half touchdowns, I think that's going to be tough. You know, to walk into the league and score eight touchdowns or more, uh, especially a guy who we know is really good, Jamar Chase here. And, and Pritch, another answer to the question of what would the Bengals do? They go wide receiver instead of going Penny Sewell, <laughs> right. which, which that remember, remember we were going back and yeah. forth. And I got to give our buddy Will Hill credit because he texted me right uh, during the red carpet that. Uh, Chase was wearing socks that look like Bengal socks. And I'm like, okay, this is good. It's definitely not going to be Penny Sewell now. But, oh, that's um, like the that anthem. Un- yeah, yeah, that's like uh, the anthem. Somebody recorded an anthem before the anthem. And so they had to take that one off the board, I think, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And then you would think it's LSU Tigers, but it did look like a little bit kind of like a more orangey than an LSU <laughs> yellowish. So right. this is kind of the, the little things that, that come into play here, Pritch. But um, just that under, number one, it's juice to the under, minus 115. Tells you right off the bat, little liability on the under. Uh, number two, the transition. He was off for a year. There's got to be some sort of transitional period to get back in the NFL shape or, you know, making the leap to the NFL. Then also Joe Burrow. You know, how long will he be out? You know, if he's catching passes from a backup quarterback for the first few games, it's probably going to hurt his numbers there a little bit. Um, Pritch, I'll ask you your favorite plays, but I'll also ask you this. There was a rookie wide receiver. I'm not sure if you knew him. He caught 50 passes in his, in his rookie year for 624 yards and two touchdowns. Any idea who that was? Oh, man. Um, and I think he ended up uh, being the third fastest receiver to 200 catches at that time, too, after the first three years. Um, off the top of my head, Josh, I think it's <laughs> Mike Pritchard. I think it's that guy. And it, and you got it, my man. <laughs> you got it. That's a pretty good rookie year. 50 catches, 624. That My man, that was pretty good. Well, and it, yeah. In a day in the, in the age where they used to hold you and do all kinds of things to you at the line of scrimmage, Josh. And uh, now, I mean, these guys, I mean, Waddle, 724 yards as a rookie. Tony even uh, with that lineup, with those weapons for Daniel Jones, 524 and a half uh, for his receiving yards total, three and a half touchdowns. Um, the over is minus 130. Uh, so that's kind of attractive to me. Tony, uh, one of those sneaky guys. Waddle, he's a big playmaker too. Uh, one of those sneaky guys. Uh, we'll continue with some of these props here. Josh, a uh, lot to break down uh, as well as uh, returning to the NBA. All that and more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. NHL and NBA playoff races are in high gear and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges as a regular season winds down. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Topol has all the hoops insights. Every night they're looking at the teams who are tanking and which squads are playing to save their season to find the best bets on the board. Our experts and the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds, and analysis for every game on vcin.com. Our daily members-only best bet emails and in-depth coverage of every major event and point spread weekly. Now is the time to cash in on the push to the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, uh, continuing uh, rookies uh, in these receivers. Now, Kyle Pitts is thrown in here. Uh, we mentioned him, uh, 874 and a half reception yards, Josh. Seven and a half touchdowns. Uh, that over under is minus 110 uh, both ways there. Uh, I like that one. Uh, because that one's intriguing to me. I think he can be uh, helpful, definitely helpful, maybe even a rookie of the year candidate uh, out there for the Atlanta uh, Falcons. Yeah, and Pritch, you're playing with some plus money, my man. You already got Pitts, you're plus 120, your your NFL draft prop there, first first non-quarterback offensive player. So I'm right there with you. My my question, you know, just thinking uh, Pitts in general, obviously you're going to an established good quarterback here with Matt Ryan. Uh, You also have some some other options here with Ridley. My question is, how does kind of Julio Jones affect what you're going to get from Pitts? Because on the one hand, you think, oh, if he's not there, there's going to be more targets to Pitts. But also you want him to be there because maybe he takes off some pressure that Mm -hmm. Pitts may receive because, you know, how can you double-team Pitts and then leave Julio Jones open? So I think maybe if if you're betting some of these props, you can look at it one of two ways. We don't want Pitts there, or we don't want Julio Jones there because Pitts will get more action, but also we want to kind of create a diversion here to make Pitts uh, over the middle and, you know, catch more passes in general. The more I think about it, though, Pritch, I like your Kadarius Tony okay. uh, over receiving yards and also over touchdowns. He's over three and a half minus 130. Um, to me, that's just another weapon for for Daniel Jones now because uh, you've been adding weapons slowly. You've been building that offensive line a little bit here. But if you have, you know, guys like Slayton, you have other wide receivers on the board, you're getting Saquon Barkley back. You still got some tight ends. Uh, to me, that's a guy where if he can be kind of your slot guy, your you're kind of big weapon sort of guy. Can he get you 525 and, and four touchdowns? To me, it's it's kind of down the board. Your your eyes are immediately attracted to Chase Pitts, these high ones. But Tony could be a kind of a, a steel type guy that maybe could be a weapon that could be utilized for Joe Judge and the Giants here. Yeah, under the radar right now, Devontae Smith, uh, 749 and a half for receiving yards. Uh, minus 110 either way. Uh, five and a half touchdowns. He's going to be the number one target, I believe, too, uh, out there in Philly. Yeah, he's going to be the number one target. And again, you know, uh, Rager, how does he, you know, contribute here as well? But my question with, with, with Devonta Smith, and I got nothing against him, but again, I go back to that frame. I go back in yeah. at weighing, you know, 166 pounds. And my my problem or my concern betting that prop would be just him getting hurt and him not being able to give you enough time, enough snaps, enough games for you to cash that over. I mean, this could be a guy that when he's healthy, he's electric. But, you know, we saw him even in the championship game uh, where, what did he, he broke one of his fingers and he went in the locker room, had to get it uh, put in a splint here. So that's a guy that, you know, if he's fully healthy, you know, hammer all these overs, but it's going to be tough. Can you expect him to get through the entire season or enough of the season in order to cash these overs? To me, that's why I maybe would lay off some of these uh, Devonta Smiths, just not going over or under, but just laying off completely. Okay. Let's go to the NBA uh, here, Josh, um, because, uh, just intriguing games uh, on the schedule. Uh, Golden State, uh, certainly against the Pelicans again. Um, what do you do with these kind of games? I mean, we're down the stretch, and, and you see these opponents facing each other uh, again like this. Yeah, so what's funny is, you know, one thing that we saw in college basketball, and I always look at games in terms of situations, so kind of back-to-back, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hockey back-to-backs, you've seen favorites do very well. Favorites are just good everything in hockey right now. But when you got to the uh, the college hoops where – you have these small schools where, you know, Richmond is playing, you know, I, I don't know, Kennesaw State, Murray State, these back-to-back, especially in these small uh, conferences, a lot of times there would be a bounce back. They lost the first one, would play well, do, do well the next game. Uh, the NBA, it's been a little different. The key with the NBA with these back-to-backs has been line movement toward these back-to-back type situations. So I like the Warriors in this spot. 
you know, to me, the biggest thing is, you know, make it simple on yourself. The Pelicans open minus three, slight majority of bets, but not overwhelming are taking the Warriors. And we've seen this line fall from Pelicans minus three all the way down to minus one and a half. Now, a lot of these shops, the three down to two and a half, two, you say, hey, it's moving, but there'll be buyback the other way. There really hasn't been any buyback. There's been pretty consistent towards Steph Curry and the Warriors here coming off that win yesterday. They would match some systems, my favorite in particular, uh, a back-to-back spot with a line moved in your favor. Those spots this season, 53 and 38, 58% overall. Uh, and, and you've really seen kind of this, this, wherever the money's going in the back-to-back, I like to go with the money. It's proven pretty good this year. Uh, and I think maybe you get the same. Again, you would have liked the Warriors plus three, two and a half. You're not getting the best of it now. But again, you know, if they went outright, why quibble over a half point here or there? I'd be looking at the Warriors in this one here. Okay, because Curry had 41, uh, 35 minutes. Uh, Zion, uh, he had 37 minutes, too. I was looking at some of these minutes uh, for these players, Josh. Uh, uh, Ball, he had uh, 38 minutes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, in these back-to-back games, elevated minutes, you wonder what's gonna, how these games are going to play out the next night. Yeah, and you look at a lot of these Pelicans guys who played a lot of minutes. They're very, very young. So you can look yeah. at it that way, easier to bounce back here. Um, but it looks like as long as we don't get, you know, a Curry out rest type situation mm-hmm. here, uh, <laughs> to me, to me, and again, I'm this is like I have PTSD every time, Pritch, when I make an NBA play that I'm going to find out the star guy is out for whatever reason later. But uh, consistent movement here toward Golden State um, in, in a spot where maybe if they have their number, maybe – Maybe if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that sort of thing with the Warriors. But, again, there's zero buyback. And when I see no buyback, to me, I want to be on the side where uh, it's continuing to move toward, and that would be Golden State in this game. Okay. Uh, Dallas, Miami. Dallas is on the road. Uh, catching three and a half. Uh, 216 is a total. Yeah, earlier today, uh, Pritch, it was Miami minus three. Okay. Some shops are going to three and a half. But now we're seeing pretty much across the board painted minus three and a half to all these heat plays here. So on the one hand, you look at it and you say, how do I not take Doncic getting some points? And again, if you want to take the, the maps here, I don't blame you uh, one bit. But my play here would be the money line on the heat. I think the heat are in a good spot at home. They've been playing much better. Uh, they've won three straight. This is a Mavs team that um, coming off that, that loss to Sacramento. But also Porzingis, not unlikely to play in this one. Uh, Maxi Kleber is, is questionable as well. I like the fact that it's kind of a split ticket count, even slightly to the Mavs. Yet Heat open minus three. They're up to minus three and a half. I don't really want to lay the points and say, oh, Heat win by three, two, or one, and I lose my bet. I'll pay a little more juice. Give me the Heat to win this game, a favorite in a non-conference matchup. Okay, keeping an eye on that, uh, as well as the other games. Are. We're going to return to the NBA. we still got uh, Major League Baseball, some leans and picks, maybe some hockey games, too, that Josh uh, Applebaum, Market Insight, maybe can provide that for us. All that more coming up in our last segment right here uh, on the program. Uh, Josh, no sweat uh, as the uh, Cubs get the win at home against the Dodgers. Congratulations. Uh, so stick with us. Uh, betting Across America continues right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
We all love home runs in Major League Baseball, especially if you are a new BetMGM customer. Turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using vSIN100. And if you place a $1 money line wager on the Cardinals or Mets, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Uh, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the red line. 800-889-9789. 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And uh, Josh, uh, finishing up the NBA Kings and Thunder. <laughs> the Thunder. Uh, man, I, I, I wouldn't touch this one, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know about you. You might be touching this game a little bit. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this matchup? So my thoughts on this one, um, I will give some credit to Will Hill. He did like the Kings earlier. Mm -hmm. They did move minus four to minus five. This is a Thunder team that, as we know, uh, they have all these picks for the future, and they're they're doing the tanking when you don't say it out loud, but you know for a fact that they're doing it. Um, although sometimes they beat your <laughs> they beat your Celtics out of nowhere when they should be tanking. That that don't even get me started with that one, Pritch. But um, to me, my play on this game would be the over. Uh, I told you before, Pritch, the over to me, I, I'm really betting a majority of my NBA plays uh, totals and overs. And my blueprint is kind of, it's kind of simple. It's looking for line movement to the over. It's looking for bad defensive teams. It's looking for system plays uh, in non-division matchups. So this would match for me a couple couple reasons. Number one, uh, Kings and Thunder, the, the total open 228. We're showing 228 here, but there were actually some 227 and a halfs that got up to 228. There are a couple of books right now that are going to 228 and a half as we speak. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much been a little bit of liability to the over. It's it's moving. It's either staying the same or go or moving over. But here's the play here to me, Pritch. Number one, uh, what what I like to do, uh, ESPN, John Hollinger, he's like the Ken Palm NBA. I go to defensive efficiency and you have a, a list of all the teams, offensive efficiency as well, but defensive efficiency, flip it. So you go from uh, best to worst, mm -hmm. go all the way down on the page and give me some terrible defensive teams going head to head i'll take the over in those matchups it's been treating me pretty decent here so you look at the uh okc uh thunder here they are fifth worst defensive efficiency team in the nba and wouldn't you know it, the sacramento kings are the number one worst defensive team in the nba so we have some money on the over uh we have a, two terrible defensive efficiency teams you also have a a kings team that has done pretty decent to the over in general so i'll be banking on even though you got deer and fox out some guys are out all the all these scrubs are coming in here, Pritch. I mm -hmm. hope they light it up. I hope they know that this is their spotlight tonight. <laughs> and I don't care who wins, but let's just get at least sixty points a quarter. Let's cash this over. Okay, uh, two twenty-eight's the total there. Um, there was an NBA analyst. I'm trying to remember the name uh, that called OKC the farm system of the NBA. I mean, that's Ooh, embarrassing I... <laughs> right there. It really is. Does and that again, light a that... fire uh, under the thunder? You think? 
I, I, you got to have some pride here. And the other thing is, like, again, you're going to have a terrible record no matter what, but you got guys on, you know, rookie deals, one-year deals, 10-day contracts. I mean, you're going to want to play well because even if you don't stick around here in OKC, another team will be looking at you. So mm-hmm. that's my hope today. Let, let's nail some shots. Let's let's play zero defense, defense Chris. That's the goal. <laughs> and I'm hoping we get an over in this one. All right. Then we got Toronto uh, and the Clippers. Clippers with a big uh, advantage on, on terms of the spread, uh, minus 9.5 at home. 218 and a half is a total. Yeah, I think at first glance here, Pritch, you're like, how do I not take almost double digits with the Raptors here? Again, a team that we still think a few years ago with Kawhi won the title uh, and have been pretty competitive even since he's left. But to me, Pritch, this is a game where um, I actually asked Brady Cannon earlier today, why are the Raptors resting people? I don't understand it. <laughs> um, it it's like, what are you resting for? It, that's kind of like, if you talk about tanking and if I was Adam Silver, I'd be like, yo, like you're going to get fined 50K every time Van Vliet sits for no reason or Lowry sits for no reason. It's not like you're going for the playoffs and you're getting rest. You're resting so that you lose. So that's one thing that with the Raptors, I have a little bugaboo with them right now. But um, Pritch, this stinks to me. I don't really want to play it. If you're making me play it, I would lean laying the points of the Clippers just because, you know, the Clippers have lost three straight. The Raptors, uh, they had a win against the Lakers recently here, which was kind of surprising. But Clippers have lost three straight. And yet they open as around an eight and a half point favorite or nine. They've been bet up to nine and a half. Some shops right now are going up to 10 as we speak. But again, the X factor here is what are you going to get out of these guys? Anunoby, Van Vliet, uh, Gary Trent Jr., all these guys. Some are questionable. Some are out. Some are doubtful. Some are probable. The Raptors are like, what are you guys doing? What are you resting for? Play your guys and, and see what happens. But um, Pritz, I would lean Clippers just because it looks so gross. Why is it so high? It's so high for a reason. Yes, it is high for a reason. I totally agree <laughs> with you on that one. Uh, let's get to some baseball games that you might have some plays on or some market insight, Josh. Uh, Milwaukee, the Brew Crew uh, against the Phillies. Uh, Phillies at home, seven and a half to total, uh, minus 150 for uh, the Phillies here. Yeah, this one jumps out to me, Pritch. It's kind of like the Cubbies here because it's just a massive line move. And okay. again, uh, I think this is important for for uh, betters to identify these moves because you can say, oh, big move here. Do I want to be on the side of it? Do I want to buy low and go the other way? But uh, that's just uh, something that jumped out to me is that the Brewers have really been getting hit hard in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, you had the Phillies hold on for a, I think they won 6-5 or 5-4. Or it was actually 4-3 to three, uh, as kind of an even money dog there, plus 100. But this game is notable because you have the ace of Philly on the mound, Aaron Nola, and yet the Phillies open are on minus 180, Pritch. They're all the way down to minus 150. I mean, that is a massive move here uh, that would be moving toward the Brewers. And also you have uh, Brewers matching some systems here in terms of a dog with a line move in their favor, uh, steam 10 cents or more in a non-division game, road dogs also. You know, road dogs and, and Major League Baseball quietly have done very, very well. Just in general, a road dog, you're only 122 and 144, about a 46% win rate, but you're up 25 units because right. you're getting these plus 20 payouts. So I've done pretty well in general. To me, uh, I'd be looking at the uh, starting lineups here. Um, is Bryce Harper going to be in or out? Uh, I think he might be doubtful. I haven't seen the lineup yet, but if he's out, moving to the Brewers, I'd be taking a shot on the Brewers just for the principle of a line move that big, kind of like you did if you took the Cubs earlier today. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I can get on board with that. I was looking to see if Harper, because I did read something earlier uh, about an injury, a uh, confirmed lineup. Um, he's, he's not in, I don't he's think. He's not yeah. in. Yeah, he is there not in. Go. So there you go. There you go. Nice job there, Josh. Um, how about the Athletics uh, and their matchup here? 
because <laughs> I was clowning. I'm not, I'm not going to say we, but I was about Lizardo uh, and that hairline fracture. But um, I don't know. I mean, do you back the A's in their matchup in their game today? Yeah, so this one, I, I actually do back the A's here. I like this one, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a 940 game. Let's see how it develops late. But you kind of have the same exact thing happening in this game that you saw last night. And you did see yesterday uh, with Oakland, they had a 5-4 win. Same sort of thing where it was basically a pick game and it went to Athletics minus 119. Okay. Today, it, it's almost exactly the same. It was a pick type game, a little more to the A's today, around minus 110. But for all intents and purposes, a coin flip. And the public is saying, uh, give me Toronto. Again, a young team. They won a bunch. They just had swept, I think, Atlanta. Springer yeah. has been back, and they're kind of this fun, you know, team that you want to root for and you want to back. They're really loaded offensively. Uh, but yet, public on Toronto and the line once again is moving to the A's. So the A's going from minus one ten to minus one nineteen. I'm, I'm looking at some books minus one twenty ish, minus one twenty four. But here's another kind of X factor type game. Number one, uh, Oakland versus lefties. Another team that the Cubbies who did well against lefties today getting a win against Kershaw. Uh, Oakland's going up against uh, Anthony Kay. He's got a 10.8 ERA. Yes, he does. (laughs) He's got a high ERA pitch, and Oakland mashes lefties, 8-3 and against lefties this year. So this would be that non-division favorites team, uh, kind of a fade the trendy dog. I'm looking at Oakland here. Hopefully no one's playing playing Halo or any Call of Duty here, Pritch, because we need, we need all our guys not to break their fingers or thumbs, and let's get Oakland win here tonight. I <laughs> think I've heard it all when it comes to baseball players now. Um, Baltimore and Seattle. Uh, it seems like this matchup is every night, almost. Uh, Lopez versus Dunn. Uh, what do you have here in this game? Yeah, so I was uh, joking with Steph. Maybe you could throw this up on the gross play board too. But uh, this one here with Baltimore, I'd be looking at Baltimore once again. Uh, we talk, uh, we'll get to the Rockies one here one second. Okay. That's another one here. But yeah. um, Baltimore, to me, it's just, you know, they're pitching a guy here, Jorge Lopez. He's got like a 7.48 ERA. But you have seen Baltimore has been kind of decent here. They're 14 and 15, only a game under 500. They've won four of their last five. They won last night five to three. And I think the gambler's fallacy play is, Orioles think they got to lose tonight, but you look at Seattle, they open minus 130. They're down to minus 120. Orioles would match some systems here. Uh, dog off a win, dog with a line move in their favor. Sweet spot dogs, Pritch, when a dog is plus 140 or less, they've done very well this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're up around, uh, around 15 units with a good ROI. Uh, also a road dog high total. All that stuff would match with Baltimore. So if you're making me play this game, I'm going to go to the Orioles here and say, hey, they, they could win again tonight. Uh, two kind of subpar teams. I'll take the plus money there. Okay, and then the Rockies uh, game one against San Francisco. That's your grossest play of the day. That's uh, well, they're all gross here, Rich. <laughs> when you're a contrarian, give me the grossness. But well, this is the uh, grossest though. This this might be it, just because you look on the surface. San Francisco is 17 and 11, pretty good record here. Colorado 10 and 18, eight games under 500. But why is it gross? Because believe it or not, you know this line is moving to Colorado. This open has a minus 105 pick them both sides. About two-thirds of bets, if not more, very lopsided play toward the Giants. Where, mm-hmm. uh, And again, you, you feel sorry for a casual better. They say, Giants have a way better record. You give me plus 118, I'll take that every day. But again, oddsmakers set these lines with public perception in mind and bias in mind. And it opened as a minus 105 pick them. Now with, her, uh, with Marquez on the mound, I believe, uh, he's now gone up to around minus 125. I'm looking toward maybe even minus 130. Yeah. Uh, again, first game of a doubleheader. 
This one stinks, Pritch, and I like to stink. Give me the Rockies. All right, I saw your uh, hazmat set, uh, hazmat <laughs> suit. I, I actually um, getting a little roughed up right there. You've been at, at work with that thing. I can see that. Um, <laughs> you, you need it when you work with me. You need it every day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lay off that total. I'm gonna do some intel because it's seven and a half. I want to see what the books are thinking. Uh, great job. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, good luck with everything, Josh. Thanks, Prince. Great job today, buddy. You too. Absolutely. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, my guys in the desert come up next right here on v the uh, Sports Network.